Introducing the 2015 V8 Supercars champion, Mark Winterbottom. Yes, he's got 38 race wins, 117 podiums, 36 armor all poles. He's a former Supercars champion, a Bathurst winner, a multi-time Sandown 500 winner, and more importantly too, he's beaten Stephen Johnson uh, to uh, the top step of a podium a couple of times. Please welcome the one and only Mark Winterbottom. <laughs> How are we, guys? <laughs> Never going to forgive him. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Grammy Award winner too in that. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, can you get a Grammy Award win? Can you get a Grammy for dancing or for TikToks or because I think you did it during our uh, during the, <laughs> the multiple lockdowns. You got you became quite famous for your TikTok. <laughs> Don't give you awards for that, mate. That's just an embarrassment <laughs> award. That's about it. <laughs> but mate, I mean, let's be serious. Six hundred. Race starts. What a what a what an accolade! Because you, you, you mean you're on the podium as it as it stands for uh, one of the top three blokes to have driven in the um, in the Supercars Championship with 600. I think who's the other one? Craig Lowndes and Garth Tander. So some fairly esteemed company there. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's funny like the the stats and everything. It um, uh, you don't think about as a driver, you don't think about it. You know, you, you kind of just go week by week and race. And I knew this was my 20th year, but I didn't know it was my 600th. Um, you know, start would would happen this year. So it's funny how stats roll out. But uh, yeah, to be in the sport for such a long time, it's um, yeah, it's a great achievement. I think uh, to be you know motivated and competitive, and um, and also have sponsors and team owners. Um, crew, engineers, uh, you know, support you as well for that long to to want to work with you and have you at their team is, yeah, it's, it's a really good achievement. So um, really proud of it. But it's funny when you're still racing, you're looking forward, not um, at what you've done or backwards. You know, like you're still looking forward to the the next races to come. So um, great stats, but uh, had like 39 race wins, 30, you know, 40, 41, 42 come Perth. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot to race for, but yeah, very proud of the 600 start. I think stats just make you feel older, to be fair. It just means that <laughs> you look back and you go, geez, I've been around a while, haven't I? So, um, but, and looking at your stats here, mate, and cause, cause as you know, being a good mate, you, I study your stats a lot. So I've got them in front of me. <laughs> sure, sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this is one I didn't know actually that, um, obviously, uh, Frosty's last podium was at, um, was at Barbagello in, in the ticket racing car, but he's mm. you're the most winningest driver at Barbagello with seven main game race wins and 16 podiums. So, I mean, do you, what's what's the go? Do you do you just gel with a track, or you've just had great cars, or what's the you know what's the affiliation there with Perth? Because um, you know that's that's pretty cool, and, and knowing that going to uh, to Barbagello next for for that six hundred start, I mean that's obviously you know obviously like the joint. Yeah, I've got a few tracks that I think um, I just gel with for whatever reason, and obviously it's car dependent. You don't just rock up mm. and drive a slow car to the front and then you don't drive a fast car to the back you know the kind of the equipment is so important but um 
But the next couple of rounds, Barbagallo, um, Simmons Plains, uh, Sandown, they're probably my three absolute go-to places, probably Darwin as well. So, they're, they're, you know, this is definitely one that, that I really enjoy. But um, it is a track that's been very good for Tickford too in the past. You know, I think uh, we've clean swept there before and as a, as a team. And, um, you know, I think, you know, that was very strong in the past. So the, the challenge is to, to get this Gen 3 car um, to do what I want at Barbagello. And I don't think we're that far away. I think um, the car is getting a lot closer, especially qualifying trim. Um, I think we're getting a lot closer. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's little, you know, I like those tracks where you don't make a mistake because half a tenth can be 10 grid spots. And when there's only five or six corners and every corner counts, and they're the ones I think are my, um, you know, my, my better tracks where, you, you have to nail the lap, and um, yeah, I think that's worked for me in the past. So hopefully, yeah, in a in a you know week's time, we can um, get a good result there and get Charlie the results because all these stats that I have, um, Charlie wants new ones. That's what he employs me for. He wants them all at Team 18. So um, hopefully, yeah, we get a good result coming up. Um, I, I don't want to harp on the 600 because I know you've done a bunch of interviews, Mark, over this last week with a bunch of people, but. One thing I haven't heard is is if you if you go to other sports and of course SEN is very well known for our uh, our coverage of NRL and NFL uh, uh, AFL and, AFL and all, that. all that kind of stuff. So if we look at who the top three players are of both NRL and AFL to have played the most games, and you're now in the top three to have competed in most supercar events in NRL. The names are Cam Smith, Cooper Cronk, and Darren Lockyer. Not bad. Three Not bad. To... absolutely kill me every year we play them in Origin. But yeah, that's <laughs> there good. You go. There you go. And in AFL, Brent Harvey, Michael Tuck, and Sean Burgoyne. Yep. Good names. Like good So list. if you go, you go to the motorsport side of it, there's Craig Lowndes, there's Garth Tander, and there's Mark Winterbottom. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, obviously, um, you know, to, to be in the sport a long time means you're, you're doing something right, you know, because it's a, it's a tough, you know, when you, you say other sports, they've obviously got um, mental, uh, physical, uh, you know, so many components where we're lucky with the physical aspect that you don't get beaten up um, week in, week out, but mentally you do. Like, mentally you get beat up. Motorsport's probably the most uh, um, beat-up sport in that in that side of it so um but yeah i think you know you, you just gotta be motivated if you're not motivated you don't do things well and that's where in our sport i think uh you know every round's different then you get new generations of cars you get new engineers team members it, it's forever changing so it's always fresh and um and yeah if you do a, a good job look after you you know you look after yourself and stay motivated and stay hungry then um age is a number you know i think I'm fitter now than I was, and I've looked at photos. People put up some really nice photos of a chubby-faced 21-year-old. Um, you know, I'm fitter now than I ever been. So it's kind of age is a number, and yeah, you can go on as long as you're motivated and committed. Then um, you know, it's just a number. Hey mate, um, 
Just quickly, before I get to the next question, um, thank God that you've done this milestone in motorsport and you're a good driver because I've seen you kick a 40 and you're very average. <laughs> oh, Mate, I'm, I'm about to start my career. <laughs> <laughs> this, coming, this coming from the greatest ball athlete that we know in motorsport. Hey, I can kick you. A, a mega torpedo I can. I can't run for it, but I can kick Steve it. Steve Johnson does the business. There you go. Get your weight um, behind uh, it, mate, and it'll be going 60 metres. Yeah, exactly. All right, only 60. Um, I do want to ask, though, about, you know, I mean, Mark, you and I started, obviously, before Project Blueprint. You've been from that to the Project Blueprint but back in 2013 uh, when the Car of the Future uh, started and then, uh, obviously, through the FG and the FGX and all that sort of thing with Tickford um, and then, obviously, teammate in with the, with the ZB. Obviously, another era now. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, I know we've 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 heard a lot of stuff uh, in the media about it, and a lot of positive, a lot of negative, and all that sort of stuff. I mean, can you remember back to when it did change from Project Blueprint to 2013? And and because I remember the dramas I had back there with those cars, and it's it's I think people are fairly short-sighted not seeing that, uh, and then being overly critical on what's happening right now because I think the cars now are going to be sensational, but we just need and the teams need a bit of time to get a few of the issues sorted out that, that you know, you know, obviously, arguably, probably shouldn't have been issues. Yeah, I, like, I think the car's really good. The current car um, is really good to drive. Like, I think out of all the cars I've driven, it's one of the most fun. I think, um, you know, they just got too perfect uh, in the previous car to this car of the... Or, sorry, Gen 3 car of the future was too perfect. They literally um, become an engineering race where... You go downstairs, you make an upright, don't like it. Go downstairs, make another upright, don't like it. Build this, build that. It was too perfect. Um, where this car's raw, they move around a bit. Um, when you're in a slide, you've got to hustle a bit. Um, the throttle response isn't perfect, but you know that the other bloke you're racing has got the same thing. So I, I think it's a fantastic car to drive. It's just a little bit hard to race at the moment, given how fragile they are. You know, a, a small nudge can rip the rear end out. Um, which, you know, is, is teething errors, but they'll, they'll get on top of it. But the, the good part is that if something goes wrong on one car, and we've seen teething issues, you know, obviously the, the fires and stuff, that's huge. But if it goes wrong on one car, as a category, they have to fix it, where previously it was, on oh, no, a you built this different, you built that different. So I feel like we're all in, and it's a, it's a really good way to go racing. And the, the cars look good. They sound, I think they sound the best out of all the, era of cars I've ever driven. Um, they sound the best. Um, so oh, no, I'm, I'm really positive about the, the Gen 3 car. I think they're a lot of fun to drive. But um, I think the previous car, that, that Gen 3, uh, sorry, the, the car of the future car, um, I thought it was best when it was raw. And when it got too good, I actually didn't like it, to be fair. And I thought, you know, it was too perfect. So following a car, aero wash, the car's got more aero every year. They just perfected them. So um, I hope these stay a little bit raw and, uh, you know, tidy up a bit with racing where you can bang wheels and not rip the rear end out. That's obviously um, got to be fixed, but I'm a big fan. I think they're a good car. So obviously there's a couple of little things that I want to ask you about. Obviously, they seem like from, from the consensus of everybody else, they're, they're a little bit hotter inside. I, I don't know if you agree with that, but, um, but also... Um, they obviously are harder to drive, Mark, are they? I mean, you know, yes, you're right. The um, the previous model car, it was is the Gen 2, I guess you'd say it was. It got refined that much that it was so good at the end. 
that, um, you know, if you were a tiny bit out of the window, it wasn't great. But once it was in the window, it was a fantastic car to drive in the end. But um, but having these cars are a lot less downforce. Uh, they seem harder to drive. We see more uh, mistakes from the drivers, you know. How, how long, I don't know how long it's been since I've ever seen SVG make a big mistake like he did at the AGP in practice and obviously have a big spin and damage the car. So they're obviously harder to drive. So is that, is that something that you like? Yeah, my opinion is that when you turn on any sport, you have to see the people doing things that you can't, you know? Like when, yep. um, you know, you, you want to see people make mistakes because they're not perfect, and when they make a mistake, it actually, um, you know, rewards or shows how good they are doing when they nail it because, um, the, the, you know, the cars should be hard to drive, and they were they almost become a GT car. Like, they become a good car. You just cruise around and... You have a train of 10 cars behind you. They couldn't pass you. They aero washed. And it almost become a qualifying race where you get on the front row, you get a podium. That was just how it was. Where now we're seeing cars drive through from 10th, 12th. Um, if you're fast, you can pass. And um, the Grand Prix really showed that. I thought that was uh, some of the best racing we've seen for a very, very long time. But in terms of temp, um, this is one thing that baffles me. I'm 30 degrees cooler than my previous car. Wow. And other guys are 30 degrees hotter for a control category. I'm still scratching my head at that, so I'm trying to work out what what some people are doing because clearly something's going on. So um, I'm, I'm clearly, clearly your helmet box is in the right spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to work out some things there, but um, but no, the cars are cool, and but you you work harder because they move around more. So Newcastle, yep. you know, the brakes. You're on the brake. You're trying to modulate it more. It's not just 800 psi pressure and hold it's 800 500 600 catch it where's it going down blip you know the thing's moving around and you're working and it's 95 laps is um you know it's physical but in terms of temp it was it was really good so i I think yeah as a whole i think the car's a massive plus and a big tick to supercars for what they've done and um yeah get through a little teething things and it's going to be one of the best cars we've ever ever built Pretty sure Percats and JC's cars are hotter than most, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, just saying. <laughs> um, mate, a um, couple of things. We, we've got a text. Uh, we had a, a message, actually. This is on our Facebook from Lee today. He wants to know uh, who you think the next Supercars Championship winner will be and from someone who hasn't won it yet. So not a you, not a J-Dub, not a... Not an SVG. Who do you reckon who's coming up? Who do you reckon's in the box to, to win a championship outside any of the current winners? Um, I, who knows? Who knows? I think, um, you know, this, this sport's very short-minded. So you remember the last race, and then we always do. We forget about what happened three rounds ago. We only remember what happened last race. So, um, you know, going to Perth, anything can happen. But, um, you know, obviously the Erebus cars are very quick at the moment. So... Uh, from a championship point of view, um, you know, they're looking good, but it's very early days in the new car. So someone could just get it right and and bag a heap of points, go to Bathurst and, um, you know, jag 300 points there. Someone has reliability issues and the, the thing changes really quickly. So um, hard to know. Like, I, I think, yeah, yeah, it's still very open. You know, I think reliability is going to play a big role without, you know, throughout the year as well. Um mm just with, uh, you know, cars bumping each other and, you know, 150 points or Bathurst or Sandown could be 300 points. You could lose 600 in two races back-to-back. So um, hard to tell. But 
you know, looking like most people do one round ago, the Erebus cars were, were the standout. So if they maintain that form, they're, um, you know, they're looking good. But, you know, I, I can't go past the Triple Eight car as well. That's very quick. Like at Newcastle, he absolutely dominated. So um, who knows? If they can beat him, who whoever beats, beats them is going to win it. Well, there's teammates in there, isn't he, Matty? Yeah, teammates Brock. Beating Absolutely. Him. He's a newbie. So, yeah, Brock could uh, Brock can challenge on the right day, as we've seen. Uh, and also from our Facebook, uh, Graham Lagerlo, who's a great bloke. Who's a great bloke. We, he, he's, uh, he's always up on the comment and he's always up on the chat. Um, he's asked a question that sort of dives back into your past, Mark Winterbottom, because his question's about uh, cart stars, as in K-A-R-T, cart stars. Because back in the day, there's a number of competitors in go-karting and kart stars that went on to become supercars, drivers, championship, Bathurst winners, not unlike your good self. So, and apparently, I'm not a karting guy, but apparently that championship doesn't exist anymore. And he wants to know, do we miss it? Is it a missed opportunity that we don't have something like that as a feeder now into supercars? Yeah, well, that was... um when manufacturers really supported it too, I guess, you know, like mm-hmm. um, the reason Ford car stars come about was because, and, and Stevie J would know this, but when, uh, when the young lions program came out for Holden, I think the youngest Ford driver at the time was 28 or something. And they had, wow. um, I think Dick was still running actually. And that, so they had yep. a few guys in their fifties. And so Ford drivers were, were very old. And then Baguana, Kelly, um, all these 19, 18 year olds come in um, Ford and Howard Marsden, who was there at the time, said, um, hey, we need some youth. We're, we're missing out here. And that was the CART program and the Ford CART stars. And that's why we got in, because it was a $20,000 championship and it gave you a $150,000 scholarship to go race Formula Ford, which was the, the stepping stone. So um, that was driven heavily by really Howard Marsden trying to get his motorsport program and some youth involved. But... Um, you know, manufacturers these days aren't uh, like they were. You know, it's pretty um, – yeah, it's, it's, it's a fair bit different. So who knows? Like, I think they need something. The, the junior categories now, and it gets a little bit lost in the, the way that where do you go from cards? And mm-hmm. and some guidance would be really good because, for me, without that, I'm, I'm not here talking to you guys. And Caruso could say the same and, and several others. So, um, you know, they need some path because – you know, out of karting now, it's Porsche, Formula Ford, Aussie race cars, Toyota 86, 86. Super 3, Super 2, like there's, and it's money. It's just yep. mega money. So, um, you know, T82 or whatever it is, there's so many options. So, um, you know, it, it was a great, not just stepping stone, but um, they, they nurtured you through. It was literally, mm-hmm. this is what you're going to do. If you want to go supercars, it's bang, bang, and off, you know, off you go. So yep. it would be great to see it again because that's where the talent comes from. Yeah, and you're right, mate, because it's uh, it's there's so many different options now. Um, a lot of them are, you know, and obviously as as everything's done, you know, as life's done, it's gotten more expensive as we've as we've gotten further and further into the years. And um, um, you know, you get to the point now where you know even Super Three and Super Two are basically out of the reach of so many people because of the price gap and 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 the running costs of those cars. Um, coming through from Formula Ford. I'm sure Formula Ford, Mark, I'm not sure if you remember or knew roughly what your Formula Ford budget was back in the day, but it's probably double or triple now, I would imagine. So, um, 
Um, you know, then you get to the 86s and stuff, which are Toyota 86, which is a fantastic category and, and perfect for what we need. But then from, from there, what do you do? Like, there's a gap of, you know, there's TA2, and then from TA2 or Trans Am, there's a gap of probably three or $400,000 or more to go up to Super 3 or 2. So you're absolutely right, mate. We do need a pathway, and we need, you know, uh, to, to, you know, maybe re-energise that with Ford and, and get these companies on board so that we can then start to bring some more some more youth through, you know, some some good youth like we've had with Matty McKeldin and the Utes. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, all, we all know what happens to Matty in the Utes, don't we, Nimsy? Into the wall for Matt McKeldin. Oh, oh sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Frosty, aren't you glad you never had Steve as a teammate? <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll leave that one alone. I, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I won't go anywhere no, with that. Actually, talking nasty. about one of your other comments, CBJ. Um, yep. You know, about you kicking a, uh, a footy. My, my kids thought you played for Geelong and won a few premierships, but I had to tell them it was a different bloke. Um, <laughs> you had to disappoint them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah exactly. doesn't race cars on Sunday and play for Geelong on Saturday. So. <laughs> you know, the funny thing with that is, Mark, that uh, uh, when, when he decides to get himself into mischief on the road with the police, I'm the one that gets the blame for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> If yeah. that's what he so does. So you should too. So you should too. <laughs> um, Mark, before we let you go, we have – occasionally we do a bit of a thing, a bit of an indie car. You know how they've got the, the fast six and that sort of stuff. I want to give you a bit of a fast five countdown as we head into your 600th round. They're kind of one-word answers, but uh, only five questions and one-word answers. Here we go. Of all of your 600 rounds, toughest competitor. Oh, I will say Wing Cup. There you go, Wing Cup. Favourite circuit? Uh, Whoop, we just lost you there, Mark. Say that again. Bathurst. Uh, we'll go Bathurst. Bathurst, okay. Yep. Everyone's favourite. Mm-hmm. Most disliked circuit? Uh, hmm. I actually don't dislike any, to be fair. Like... I'll say China because it hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen that yeah. recently Almost in the socials. In half. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw that one. Yeah. Um, here's one for you that I bet you never get asked. Favorite of all of your liveries over the 600 race journey, your favorite livery? Uh, I like the Moffat um, tribute. Um, and I got to run it twice, actually. But the Moffat tribute from, from his 77 win, um, yes. that was really cool. Very, very cool. And last one, what do you wish you could have driven that you haven't driven and are now unlikely to? What would you have loved to have driven in your career? Oh, I'm, I'm actually pretty good. I've been, like, I'm, I'm, I've been in an F1 car as a passenger, so that was pretty cool. Oh, cool. Um, but I would have liked to drive it because sitting in the back seat of a F1 car looking at the back of someone's head I would have liked to be the Frank, the, the, the guy with the keys, not the guy in the back. So I'll say an F1 car. Was that Will Davison that drove you? That gave you a run around? <laughs> no, it wasn't. But um, it was a guy in uh, Abu Dhabi actually. When we went for a promo, um, they just owned an F1 car as you do, and flew a guy out from the UK, um, Jamie Campbell Walter, Walter, Jamie Campbell Walter. I think his name was. And um, flew out, drove us around, and flew home. So. Um, as you do, as you do as when you're you in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> hey, I've got a question. I've got a question for Mark before we go. 
I haven't got a fast, fast five. five. I got a fast. I got a fast one. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> who, who was out? Out of your, uh, out of all of your teammates, who's your favourite teammate? Oh, harsh. Oh, they're, they're all, they're all different. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, if I have to pick one, I, I'd, I'd like Waters. Waters is a good dude. I really, um, I really liked racing with him. He's a lot of fun and, and a good mate. So, um, but they're all, you know, they're all good in every way and all difficult in every way too. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, I'll no, say that to Scotty Pike. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. I knew yeah. you would do that. You're a mongrel. We're talking about the archives, not about Archive, what's coming yeah. up. Yeah, 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 archives, archives. I bet you Chaz so it didn't. Been I, I just didn't get the opportunity to race exactly, with him, you know. Exactly right. Exactly right. Mm. But um, I uh, I reckon that Chaz probably wouldn't have Cam Waters on his favourite teammate. What do you reckon? <laughs> they holiday mates. together. They're, they're very yeah, good they're friends. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you yeah. pay t- close attention to Chaz's socials, you'll see that uh, often Waters is up there on the back deck of, um, of, <laughs> of Chaz's place up here in Queensland, sharing yeah. a – I think last time I saw them together, uh, someone rode Don't a bicycle. No, no, no. Someone rode a bicycle off, like, down his back steps along his – along his uh, uh, wharf out the back of his house straight into the water. So, you know, they party, those boys. They party, don't worry about that. Jeez, hey, Frosty, we've kept you for too long, mate, but uh, congratulations on the milestone that's coming up. And uh, no doubt, you just talked about, you know, being a passenger in an F1 car in Abu Dhabi. That's just one of the many cool things that you've done. The amount of circuits you've been to, like things like the Visit Dakota back in 2014 and all of that. Like, it's an amazing career that you've had. And as Maddie said, what a tremendous like little podium of you know modern day greats that we got in this sport. Yes, Maddie. Hey, I, I just um, I wanted to ask you a question very quickly, Mark. Um, it's been announced today that my co-driver in my TA2 car for next weekend is a great mate of yours in Marcus Zakanovic. Now, oh. <laughs> what, yep. what, what do Did I need to know? Did you notice Mark started laughing straight away? <laughs> He's, uh, he's my he's my best mate. So um, there you go. Right. He, so he, what he do is, I need to know? He's one. Well, he's one of the best people and the most genuine people. Because you know, in, in motorsport, you would know um, <laughs> everyone that you meet uh, <laughs> genuine <laughs> genuine friends that uh, have your back, and others that put the knife in the back. And he's a good sure. one. He's a good guy, um, and full of character and. Um, yeah, one one of the best blokes I know. So you'll you'll have fun with him. Win, lose, or draw, you'll have a laugh, which is wow. uh, which is what it's about. And it's good to That's see a... him back actually after his horrific ankle injury. So uh, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure he's looking for. It's good to get him back at Tasmania in the Newcastle, and it's going to be cool to uh, to to watch him on the rerun, Matty, in your car because I'm going to be obviously in Perth. So uh, good luck up there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we sort of uh, when Marcus and I started talking about this, he said, "Oh, just I don't know how I'm going to go with my heel and toe and." Uh, you know, my, my right foot braking and all that kind of stuff. I said, mate, don't worry about it. I left foot brake, so you'll be right. Just throttle on and uh, left foot brake and you'll be you'll be dancing. So, uh, no, it's going to be really good. He's, he's old man mix coming up as well. And I've known Marcus for 20-odd years through the V8 Ute categories and all that kind of stuff and uh, really glad to have him in the car. And and I'm really glad also, Mark Winterbottom, that you said that about Mark Zikanovic because Marcus Zikanovic He's much maligned. He's not a big, high-profile guy, but he is—he is a genuinely honest bloke and a nice bloke. And I'm gonna—I'm really looking forward to spending next weekend with him up in Darwin. I'm jealous. It'll be good. You'll have fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, just quickly. I know you got to go, Nimsy, but uh, but but this is a cracking uh, uh, text has come in from Shane Shane Butler from Bendigo. Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen, Wally Lewis and Alfie Langer, Dick Johnson and 
John Bow. And now, finally, the Mount Rushmore of iconic sporting duos is Marcus Sikanovic and Matt McKeldon. <laughs> yeah, right. <righto. laughs> hey, well, Frosty, I, I know I said that we'll probably chat to you for 15 minutes, so I'm a blatant liar there. So apologies yeah. for keeping you for so long <laughs> on your Wednesday night. Hopefully, uh, Renee didn't have uh, your dinner sitting there for you and be like, I'll be about 10 minutes. Because in the past, we have ruined people's dinner plans. So apologies for that. Go well in Perth, mate. We look forward to seeing your trackside and uh, all the best for the milestone. And here's to 600 more. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And good luck in Darwin. You'll have a ball. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it.